Good news, everyone. You're Pexin with the Legends. Uh, we are your hosts from the Gamer Editing Team. Uh, my name is Eric, and this week, I really need them to fix Loba because it's <laughs> making me very upset. Like, rage-quittingly upset. I had that glitch yesterday, and it was really annoying. And the person I was playing with was like, did you just get the glitch? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Whitney. You can call me Lumbago. Lumbago's in full swing today, so I had to take a muscle relaxer before mm, this. We'll see if I I'm start sorry. slurring my words by the very end. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. That would just enhance the show. Uh, and I'm <laughs> Andrew, or Finn, P-H-I-N, and I have just moved to Austin. Thus, my very postmodernist approach to decoration. You know, this box, <laughs> it's not trash, it's, it's art. <laughs> and who are you to say otherwise? <laughs> cool. Um, well, we have a lot to talk about today. We have bugs, we have leaks, we have uh, story. So uh, let's jump right in. We got some stuff to catch up from last week. I want to talk about uh, Wraith Skin, because... Uh, there's a pretty interesting uh, genesis and progression to that bug. When uh, the new skin released for the Lost Treasures event, um, I'm struggling with the name of it. Uh, Marble? Oh, the Marble, Marble Goddess. Goddess. Yeah. Marble yeah. Goddess. Mm -hmm. So Marble Goddess, uh, players immediately figured out that the head didn't have a crit box. You could hit the head, but it didn't do extra damage. They fixed it the same day and caused a completely separate problem, which was the return <laughs> of the no regs. <laughs> and for the entire week, we all hated uh, the Marble Goddess skin because it felt like you could never hit her. We all <laughs> emptied clip after clip trying to take down this, uh, take down Wraiths that seemed like they were immortal. Yeah, it seemed like in essence, it just gave Wraith like an extra four to eight hundred HP. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, they couldn't just take the skin out because they were charging $18 for it and people had just <laughs> bought it and it was part of the event. So um, we had to wait until this week for it to get fixed. Uh, what's really interesting about it is that one of the developers um, explained on Twitter exactly what went wrong. Uh, and it makes total sense, but I didn't put it together until he explained it, because mostly because I'm not a game developer. Um, hi, Pabs. <laughs> he said hi, Pabs. <laughs> so, so essentially, here's what happened. They didn't put a uh, hitbox on the skin. They just forgot and then the game did it automatically and what the game put on was like a rectangle hitbox and that's why her head didn't have a crit because it was just one square hitbox so they fixed it on the server side but they couldn't fix it on the client side because that requires a patch and a patch has to go through approval. You know, the game is on multiple platforms and everyone has, down the chain has to approve it. So the patch on the client side, on the player side, had to wait until Tuesday. But on the server side, it got fixed right away. So the result of that is the hitbox got fixed on the game side. But what we're seeing is still that rectangle. So all of those no reg shots were hitting outside of the actual hitbox. They were hitting that wide rectangle. So what's so funny to me about it is all of those no regs were misses. <laughs> <laughs> we, it, 
the impression we got was that Wraith was invincible. But we those were all just we were missing those shots. Y'all are just potatoes. It just makes <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the explanation is like yes, we messed up, but you are the one that is bad at the game, not not us. <laughs> we didn't break. Man, that, that to me is so hard to believe. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm sitting here trying to comprehend that, but it's like a lot of those no regs, just like the other no regs, definitely didn't seem like misses. <laughs> sure. So I'm gonna have to go, you know, uh, rethink my life for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a hard pill to swallow. And honestly, like you're saying, like maybe some of those were just like the other no reg problem, <laughs> and not this no reg problem. Uh, and the other thing that yeah. I would add is that even if that is true, in the moment, a no reg is infuriating. Like, right? Like, just because it's like. If I didn't hit them, I like want the sort of audio cue and the visual cue to be I didn't hit them. So if you're sitting here just thinking that you're hitting them, then it just sort of like impacts you in that moment and like how you play the game. So it is kind of just like, okay, maybe we're all just terrible gamers who are constantly hitting outside of a hitbox. Mm -hmm. But even if that's true, it's still, you know, I think we still have, we're justifiably frustrated, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's infuriating. (laughs) And and you have to announce it. You can't yeah. <laughs> you can't take a shot that you think hit that didn't do any damage without telling your entire team no reg that was a no reg <laughs> <laughs> I hit all those she should be dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've got to like uh, justify your very soon to come death <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah it's the worst so uh that should be fixed now uh and I. You know, I played yesterday and I played some today and it's, I would say it seems like it is. I don't know. But what definitely isn't fixed is Loba and her broken uh, warp drive. Warp drive? Jump drive. Jump drive. Yeah, jump drive. Uh, What's going on with that thing and how come nobody's talking about it? You have all seen this, right? Is it just me? I mean, literally yesterday I threw it and, um, you know, the... I threw it at a place that should have a hit. It was like at a door that was in front of a two-story building um, that's not like out of range or anything. And I was shocked when it bounced back. And the one thing about that is like when you're in a fight, having something like that bounce back, like that is a lot of time, right? Like for like an in-game moment in a fight. Uh, And then I threw it again in what I swear was the exact same place and it worked. (laughs) Mm. Is that how it works for you when you get this issue? Uh, sometimes I threw yeah. it, I threw it and had it bounce back six times in a row oh my God. by the third time I was just laughing and it, and I wasn't mm. just throwing it in the same spot. I threw it in the same spot like twice. And then I like turned and tried to throw it somewhere else and it bounced back. It did it six times before it worked. And yeah, you're absolutely right. If that happens in a fight, it's devastating. Like that, yeah. the, the ability is balanced in such a way that you can't just like throw it out to save yourself it has some wind up it has a uh a cooldown and even when you miss it has a cooldown. there's still an animation i think she like wags her finger like that's not gonna work <laughs> so when you throw that thing and it doesn't do anything it's so punishing and if you try to do it in a fight you're just, it, it has gotten me killed it's most of the time it's gotten me killed is because i'm in in the ring and i'm trying to throw it to to escape uh taking damage and it won't right, work right. and i die Right. I feel like the ultimate lost treasures fight is your Loba. You unload two mags of nine nine into no reg marble goddess, try and jump drive away, doesn't work three times, 
and then you die. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the Curb Your Enthusiasm song plays. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so upset, and I'm way more upset that we got this week's patch, and it's still a problem. It happened to me today. So it, right now, I'm I like I'm just I can't play Loba. The only reason I keep playing Loba is to see if it's fixed. <laughs> yeah, I just can't do it. It's so consistently broken, and I don't understand. Uh, I guess like I get when there's a problem with Wraith, everybody freaks out because Wraith is god tier, right? But, yeah, that's that was my theory. Is like the reason why my Wraith is talked about more is because Loba usually isn't talked about are used by pros and pros are the loudest ones and the mm -hmm. ones with the biggest following. So they're usually talking about what's meta. And since Wraith is meta, like there was an entire skin that had to be banned from tournaments, by the way, they banned the skin. Yeah. So because they didn't take it out of the game that, you know, the organizers took it under their own hands. So I think that's why I got more attention probably, but that could just be an optical illusion too. Maybe. No, it definitely yeah. definitely seems like that. I've tried to I've tried to look into this Loba thing, and I don't really see that many people even complaining about it. Mm. Yeah, I definitely would like refer to the race skin as the cheater skin because, like, I think we talked about this. That, like, there is like a stereotypical wraith that's just like this character that has like an ungodly amount of kills. Like, they just drop <laughs> in and they have the forty thousand kills and the four um four four thousand damage and the 20 bomb logo and you're just like oh no <laughs> <laughs> um and just like they will take every advantage and i don't want to like obviously that's accusatory accusatory toward um wraith players um but basically sweaty people who are looking for advantages to do tend to choose that character because she's so strong inherently right so then you're just like oh now i can get an added bonus for this weird skin awesome also, the skin is cool, and you want to show it off because you just spent twenty dollars on it, <laughs> or eighteen dollars, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. So I see both sides of it, but um, you know, I was just like, oh, cool, it's a wraith and a cheater skin. <laughs> so since we're talking about power levels a bit, um, let's let's follow up on all the balance change stuff we talked about last week, because um, we made some guesses about what characters would be more popular, how the changes would affect things, and we had some some pro games over the weekend. And we saw um, we saw some different characters get get played more, and we saw more success. Uh, Andrew, I don't know if you want to speak to that uh, from what you've seen. Yeah, so uh, I I haven't watched like all of them, so I can't speak to it super accurately. But one thing that I thought was intriguing was um, the selection of Revenant. A lot of teams yeah. running Revenant, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it, and it's making a lot of more, uh, I guess, conservative picking professionals pretty upset because um, what often happens in these tournaments, uh, these first wave heats, there'll be like a couple of god squads, like full salary pros, you know, that have to weed work their way up after through multiple rounds. So in the first round, a lot of these teams feel so confident they don't take the meta seriously at all. So you've got a lot of teams trying to play proper, and then you've got those teams who aren't playing proper on purpose because they know they can win every fight <laughs> and picking weird legends and just pushing like every single squad. They'll be like, you know, something weird, like Revenant, like crypto, like Wraith. <laughs> and they're just yeah. running at everybody like in tournaments, which you don't see a lot. So yeah, definitely more diversity. I thought Revenant's really interesting because the totem with the unlimited range uh, is being used to push squads for free in scrims and in tournaments. And uh, obviously his, uh, tactical um silence ability has gotten stronger and more too so there's that 
But that to me was the most interesting uh, shakeup that I saw in recent. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I saw too. And that's sort of what we guessed was going to happen with all these changes is more than anything else, we would just be seeing more Revenant. And that's that already seems to be the case, even if it's just sort of exploratory this early on. Um, but yeah, definitely cool to see Revenant in, uh, in the mix. I mean, I, I am glad, right? Because this is such a cool character that originally they respawned you with one HP, right? And like at first everyone's like, yeah, no thanks. And then they increased the circle radius from... Uh, I forget what it was, but they made it like twice as large and it's still just like, okay, like this is definitely a worthwhile um, improvement. And then they also, yeah, I said one HP, but they had moved it to whatever it is now. What is it? 50 HP when you come back. Um, But I cannot tell you because the issue is for me now, it's like a regular player. um, I almost think it's, it's too much because you do get that push. You get 150 extra HP for people who literally respawn in a place where they can heal, right? Um, for most of the time, if you know what you're doing. So I guess it's like high risk, high reward, except for it's not really high risk because, you know, someone like Crypto, they're really inactive while their drone is working and while they're doing the EMP. Whereas for like Revenant, you can just do that and you come out and just like ready to take that 50. But, you know, if you've gotten those grenades out there, if you've done some degree of damage, um, it's really, really challenging, at least in my experience. Um, So I feel like I have been liking playing against that character a lot less now. (laughs) Yeah, you bring up a really interesting point, which is almost like the effect it has in gameplay and... uh competitive balance and like the health of the game, which I know Respawn cares a lot about. So for instance, Watson, I feel like was really healthy for the game because um, it promoted smart play because if you uh, play a lot and you are intelligent about where you go and when you go, you can set up a really nice spot and kind of care, you know, have a, a sectioned off territory. Uh, so it's really interesting. You didn't have to be the best fighter of all time. Your team could just be really smart and do well. And Revenant, this change just favors squads that are good at fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, it just straight up. So this could be a big turnoff, actually, for um, less experienced squads, especially those trying to get in competitive, and then they're just run over by, like, you know, whatever god squad comes by <laughs> with a Revenant, and they're just yeeting at everybody for no reason just because it's fun, and then they're just destroying everyone. Trying, you know, the so squad- it really favors pushing and, and aggression, for sure. The squad that I would hate in that, that situation would be Revenant, Caustic, Givy. Like, (laughs) I would be so upset. Like, if I see that squad, it's just, to me, the most toxic players in the game. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that uh, because it's such a strong supportive ability that affects your entire team, uh, that we're all going to have to get a lot smarter about what we do when we're faced with a Revenant altered team. You know, it's got unlimited range, but it's still timed. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, maybe we're going to see a lot more hunting for that obelisk to destroy it, or we're going to see a lot more people avoiding those fights when you see that they're uh, altered by Revenant. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that it, it definitely makes a huge impact on uh, how you take those fights. And, you know, you can drop that thing a mile away and rush in, um, but if the team just backs out, like, you've completely lost your advantage. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's no there's no benefit necessarily to like going deep, 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 getting killed and then getting pulled all the way back to your crystal. And and then you have other teammates that you're a mile away from now. 
you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you have to use it smart, but you, I think definitely more importantly, you have to play smart against it now. Um, so it's cool. It's a, it's a big, big change. Yeah. We talked about that in lifeline as being kind of the two biggest changes Mm -hmm. and, uh, boy, lifeline is so strong. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy how you can get, get your whole team up and never stop fighting. (laughs) I've started playing her again because that is great and much needed, I think. Right. Look, balancing characters. I'm glad I don't have that job because it seems incredibly difficult, but I feel like this does bring her back up to the strength of some of these other characters who've had mega buffs recently. Um, and that to me has been a lot of fun. But then, you know, the balancing is, is a challenge because then, like you say, like, well, where is that compared to like what Loba's tactical is? Right. Where is that compared to what Mirage is? Well, Mirage is a bad example, um, but some of these other characters. Who else would I be thinking of off the top of my head? I don't know. Maybe a crypto? That's because the, the drone the the explosion, the EMP is the uh ultimate. Mm-hmm. But the tacticals are just like well, I guess it's the scan where players are. That's actually pretty good. Um maybe it's just Loba. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Loba is the only one that needs a little bit more power in their string right now. Well, obviously everybody <laughs> can argue Pathfinder, but um hmm. other than that, I think I think that's 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 what's on my mind (laughs) yeah um yeah i i would say that it definitely feels like right now the good characters are uh the gap between the best characters and the worst characters is a lot wider than it has been at other points in in apex history um yeah but maybe that's maybe that's just an early impression from all these changes yeah, I mean, the buffs are like, these aren't like ordinary buffs, right? Like early on, it was like a buff to just be like, oh, we're going to um, increase the number of bullets in the magazine from six to seven or something, right? <laughs> like, but we're talking about like entirely reworked characters that now have to survive in a meta where there are characters that are multiple characters that are much, much more powerful than any single character was at the beginning of this, the game when it first started coming out, mm-hmm. when it first came out. I mean, just think of, like, the big jump that, like, Gibby took, right? In terms of, like, fast heals in the dome. Um, uh, really that. <laughs> oh, the, the gun shield taking more damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is that what what else? I'm trying to think. Like, I think that maybe they made his dome shield, like, come back into play faster, maybe. I don't really remember. It was been a while, but... Just the fast heals and stuff like that made him yeah. pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... And also just the extra damage. I think that was pretty much all, all it took to get Gibby in, into the the meta, you know, because I definitely early on. Oh, and then also changing the he got more health, right? All the big characters. Oh, the fortified. Yes. Got fortified. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to talk about the leaks. I want to talk about the hunt. But the thing I'm most excited to talk about is the bunker. Because <laughs> I've been talking about it for eight episodes now. Getting these stupid bunkers open, and finally, one of them opens up. So, uh, Witty and I had a really funny uh, journey to get into the bunkers that I want to talk about from when we were playing yesterday. So, <laughs> so we dropped into the map rooms, into Crypto's map room to find where the bunker was because we knew from last week that the all the bunkers show up on the map. And so that's how we learned that it was the bunker that's closest to Cage. So on our next game, because we got 
killed, obviously, in the map room. On our <laughs> next game, we dropped on Cage and went down to the bunker and opened it. And it it's just like the other bunker, but it's still, it's cool. We got down there. And then Whitney noticed something. I'll let you explain. Because then we went even deeper and we found the, the secret in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you go in there and there's like a door that you can try to get into, but it's like blocked by some rubble or something. Um, and, you know, Respawn is like known to like hide secrets like that. But at some point you like turn to the side and you notice that there's like a little like square, you know, cut out of the architecture. Um, it operates like a vent, right? And the thing that was on my mind right away is I was like, you know, the only thing that can get through there is Crypto's drone. So Yeah, you figured it out instantly. Yeah. <laughs> the second you looked at it, you were like, we need Crypto's drone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is perfect because of the story beat that's happening in the hunts right now. And I love the way that, like, Crypto's drone is on our mind. And, I'm sh and you know, you it was a small space. You could figure it out. But that's the type of connection between, like, the story and the gameplay that I've been wanting to see the whole season. Yeah. yeah. So then we played our third game and well, we played our third game and neither of us picked crypto because we forgot. But our fourth <laughs> game <laughs> and then our fourth game, I went back in as crypto. And yeah, you can fly the drone in the vent and it gets you into that room. And there's a computer in there and you interact with the computer and you get this audio log. The computer pops up with uh, with a picture of crypto's sister. Are we just assuming that's his sister, or do we know that for a fact now? I'm pretty sure it's it's, it's listed as being his sister somewhere in the lore. Okay, I it's wasn't his sure if that sister. Okay, cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was our assumption, but so we she popped back up in the last cinematic for the start of the Lost Treasures event. When you interact with this computer, you get a voice line from her, and she says like, uh, "Whoever they are," I'm paraphrasing. Whoever they are. Uh, came to kill me. I thought they killed you, but I got away. And then it says message one of three. So each bunker we go to, we'll get another piece of that. And love it. Nailed it. <laughs> like, that's what I've been waiting for. It's great. I thought steak sauce, baby. Yeah. Delicioso. Can we also, <laughs> can we also like, just cover like one more small thing that, that I noticed while we were playing those games? Yeah. Is that I was playing this Bloodhound and we walked over the terrain. And they've been done this thing where they sort of put like uh, environmentally triggered voice lines yes. in the game. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, there's one that's raised. She's just like she figured out what the sort of uh, the the charger, the turbocharger for the ultimates. I forget what they're called, but uh, and she says something along the lines of like, um, "Oh, I figured out what they're doing. They use these things to power the island, the island, so that they can conduct their experiments." Right? Okay, cool. Yeah, we sort she, of already knew that. She also says that she. She they're familiar to her because of the experiments they did on her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, so there was a bloodhound one that I was very interested in. That I was sort of crossing the terrain toward to get toward the bunker, and the character says something along the lines of, um, "Of uh, the buildings will rise again where the giants once stood, or something like that." Uh, something will grow here. Yeah, yeah. Something say. will grow here. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Um, yeah. yeah. And so they said that, and my mind was just like, you know, I actually have chills on my, like, like the sort of goosebumps because it's like such a cool way to preview that like something is probably going to happen in that area for yeah. next season or maybe the season after or something. Um, but it was just pretty cool. I enjoyed it. It'd be really weird if it was just randomly thrown in there for no reason. 
Oh, I think yeah, I think that was they came in with this patch. That was the first time I've yeah. I, I've heard that, and yeah, it seems to directly hint at where the Leviathans stood, where all that destruction is. That that's gonna be something that changes, and yeah. you know we can assume like pretty much everything is gonna change eventually on the map. Um, but it, it is a really cool cool hint and something to look forward to. I like that a lot too. Yeah. I, I like I'm curious because I don't play all the characters that much. And at first I kind of was like, oh, I got this weird voice line, but it was kind of like a throwaway. But now I like want to go back through and like explore the lands as like all these different characters and like hopefully it like generates more clues, which you know, I'm sure the people on the Reddit threads and stuff have already done this, but there's a big piece of it I think is more fun to do on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um I wanna just touch on like the efficacy of the bunkers themselves um they this one had a little more loot than the original bunker but not substantially not worth like dropping on for sure and Although then two of the times two of the times there was a gold prowler oh and you're right there was a argue, gold gun in there yeah yeah and some some people would argue that the prowler is the most overpowered gun in the game mm -hmm. and is it interesting that all of our hunts that we're doing involve prowlers mm. <laughs> <laughs> so the bunkers seem to always open two entrances um which i guess adds a little bit of strategy what we found was that as soon as we zipped out of them there was always a team just waiting there to kill us <laughs> so it's like they see you go in or they see it open they're just like well they're probably gonna come out through here <laughs> yeah i don't really expect the bunkers to be like game changing or anything um, I think they're just cool little details, uh, but I don't, once you get over the novelty of what they are and like, I'm excited to see the one next week and the one the week after and like, that's really cool. I don't really think I'm ever going to like target them or I don't really see any reason to like strategically use the bunkers. Do you, do you, what do you think, I Andrew? Oh, sorry, Whitney. I didn't mean to cut you. Oh, I was just going to say like, I I'd love to see a final circle over a bunker. That would be crazy. Okay. Yeah. That would be cool. That would definitely be cool. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's like. If we saw a final circle over a bunker, it would have to, I'm sure it would just totally depend on where the very last circle is. Cause you're always going to have like a team that banks up and banks down. Like they're just rolling the dice and then whoever wins, unless it's yeah. a spot where there's one little slice on the top and bottom, and then it's just a heal off or like a wraith portal spam off until the person <laughs> dies. I don't really know how that would go down, mm. but I haven't been down there yet because I've been moving. So mm. I haven't even played Apex over the past couple of days. So uh, this is all news to me. And now I'm super <laughs> excited to go. We just blew your all. mind. Oh, yeah. Sounds so exciting. <laughs> um, well, and we get more of them coming soon. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can see from the map room, the other two, there's, there's two by the slums, uh, one sort of by the waterfall and one in the very corner. And then the other one, now, now I don't recall where the fourth one was. But, uh, okay. Anyway, um, let's talk about... Oh, wait, wait. One more thing I wanted to say on the bunkers is um, the fact that this actually ties in. So the thing we have to remember about this fo these folks is that uh, Respawn knows the story. Because they seeded this to us a long time ago. They seeded us back with labs when they said something along the lines. There was like a lore piece that said something like, um, rumor has it that there are more facilities underneath this map. 
right? Or something like that. There's mm. un, there's more facilities under Kings Canyon. And that's exactly what we're seeing. And that's what we saw with the Revenant piece. And that's what we're seeing with this whole chain of bunkers that are opening now. Um, so I just want to say that, like, you know, that's a super, super cool way to put that into the story. But in, in you know, whenever that was, that was season one, I think, we had no idea what that even meant, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you could sort of put things together, but we hadn't really been under da- underground at all, except for the Wraith portal. Um, and so now all of a sudden it's just like, we're actually adding an entirely new, you know, I don't like, like, uh, would you say structures within the, within the geography, within the train. Um, and I just think it's really cool because I, I don't know that a lot of people realize that Respawn is thinking that far ahead in the story that it's writing. I feel mm. like we're going to see even more of the things that we think are cool today, making appearances like, you know, three, four, five months in the future. How wild would it be to see a completely interconnected series of zones under Kings Canyon? Yeah, right. And you is can go it, up and down. Is that <laughs> like, even a good idea? By, by zones? Well, you mean areas or? Yeah, yeah. Just the, the way that yeah. we have these separate like bunkers and the lab and stuff, if there was a way that they all tunneled together somehow. I was thinking that too while when he was talking. I was like, maybe, maybe they'll connect in some way. That'd be cool. I'm, so I mean, there's like two maps and they're just. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and we know that we have, oh my gosh, I'm going crazy right now. Uh, it's the most relaxer. No, I'm just kidding. But um, we have the Wraith, Wraith portal zone, you know, the labs, and it has the sort of way that you can tunnel in and out. Um, so what if we saw a bunch of those across the map, but on a similar, on a, on a like smaller scale, mm. but it is just instead of being able to, instead of having to drop down every time, it really was just phasing between the, the two, the two um, parts of the map, right? Like the underground area and the above ground. That'd yeah. be hard though. I mean, but that's there's literally a game dedicated to that kind of gameplay called portal hmm. no no what's the other one that's what was, what was one that's like popular for like a minute it was like a portal arena shooter i forget what oh it was i know i know what you're talking about but i can't remember the name i know yeah. what you mean though <laughs> anyway. it was popular for a hot minute and then it just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay let's save the leaks for last let's talk about this week's hunt uh so this is our third to last we only have two more and this time we go to Old Skulltown, uh, which I liked a lot, even though uh, the hunt is still just the same thing it is every week. But uh, <laughs> what, did, what did you guys think about it this week? Well, the first thing I want to point out is this tells us that in this other world, Skulltown is still around, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I just think that's like an interesting like clue or piece that we can like drive going into the future. Like if they do some weird thing, like let's say they have like a, a lore piece and we don't know where it takes place. We say like, did it look in, did it take place in old school town or new, new school town? You know what I mean? So then you place on like on the timeline, like when is something happening? But anyway, I just thought that it was pretty cool that we have this altered universe where school, school town hasn't been demolished. And that also, I think gives us a little bit of an insight into how functionally different things operate in the, uh, above world in the underworld like something sure. that, that even though the landscape is theoretically exactly the same it's almost like at some point there was like a rift between the two places so now we have like a 
like like it broke off because the terrain is exactly the same otherwise and then it's all of a sudden it's like no 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 but we're back in yeah. school town and some things do change because we know from one of the other hunts that cage is in king's canyon which is mm-hmm. which was not in the game originally so mm-hmm. so there are developments in the halloween town version uh yeah. but skull town is not not one of those what do you think Andrew? Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, as one of the, I mean, like day one players who quickly found that Skull Town was bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, always fun to revisit Skull Town and good to know that they didn't change it. And they're like, all right, let's uh, delete Skull Town from our files forever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they're still hanging on to it. It's kind of cool. They have like a story reason too to like revert changes if necessary. Say every player hates a location change. Like, you know, <laughs> you could you know, write it in somehow with this alternate dimension thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. I just keep thinking of like Stranger Things and the Upside Down. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. thinking of every time we talk about this. Uh, but I didn't have a lot of thoughts. I was just like, oh, like like you said, I, I find it very strange that some parts are, are reverted, some aren't. I don't necessarily know if they even thought it through. Uh, but I'm assuming there had to be some specific reason that Goldtown was reverted, right? They, like... It couldn't have just been for funsy. No, I right? think I think it's actually if I had to guess, it's a it's a hint at what our Halloween event will look like. Um, because I think it's safe to assume that we're gonna go we're gonna have the same game mode. We we are now seeing repeated game modes like armed and dangerous. Um mm-hmm. but when Halloween comes around and we get another batch of Halloween skins and we are playing King's Canyon at night, it's gonna be this version that still has Skull Town. So, th- so that we can have a limited time game mode that has a different version uh, that mixes and mat- matches different parts from King's Canyon's history. I think, uh, yeah, I think they're hinting that like we'll we'll be able to see Skulltown come back during that event, um, and and possibly other changes or revisions or reversions uh, mm-hmm. to the map. Um, which is. Uh, I, I think that's great. I think limited time events are the best way to recycle old content. Yeah. Uh, f- especially for a game like this where changes are so permanent. Um, to the point where, like, a lot of stuff, I can't even remember what it was. Like, what was Cage before? I can't even picture it. <laughs> I think it was just a little hill. I think it was just a little hill. I don't really remember what was there, but I do remember when it first, like, the excitement because they didn't really understand how apex was doing the dynamic storytelling and i remember like almost the first thing is like people like noticed that there were flags just like popping up in the environment mm-hmm. um so i just remember that area and yeah. then i think like yeah yeah but, but it is funny because like i can't clearly off the top of my head remember what it looked like in spite of having probably spent 300 hours there <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and then there was bridges before it broke there was, you know, what capacitor used to be, all that stuff that just got changed a few weeks ago. It's hard to even remember what it looked like. Before. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly. So it'll be really cool if uh, if things like the Halloween event can show us a different version of, of the map. I would love that. Especially if it's spooky, too. Especially spooky times. <laughs> you know um, you love the spooky time. <laughs> So let's talk about the lore piece, the the story I don't have too many thoughts on, um, except that uh, the entire piece is circled around who the, who is the traitor, 
who's the mole. And I guess I sort of fundamentally understood, misunderstood last week because uh, I thought that Revenant figured out how to hack, hack the drone. And then that was sort of the end of that thread. But we're still super focused on uh, who, who the traitor is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed like uh, they thought that crypto allowed him rather than hack tack. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That was, yeah. Cause I was with you. I, I must have missed that because uh, I thought that was like the big reveal and everyone's absolved. But that was most of the stories. They were all like pointing the, it's like right. the Spider Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. <laughs> um, yeah. And this time around, I felt like there were more like kind of corny uh, movie sound effects. Like uh, the scraping of like the symbol that it's like, whoosh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there was some big reveal. There was like 20 of those. Like, yeah. 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 Almost a comical amount of like, no, but you, it was no, really you. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, because like, it was like, obviously it opened up and it was pretty much the blame of crypto. And then he was like, so it was you all along, caustic. And I was like, oh, snap. And then he was like, no. And then they're, they all agreed. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Now, if you want some sweet, sweet Reddit karma, you need to Photoshop all the faces onto those characters and then make, like, just With post the, the Spider-Man. Meme. Like, <laughs> yeah, Photoshop, like, not two Spider-Mans, but like 10 of them. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess be, I didn't realize that that was still like a looming question or like a plot point that needed to be explored. So to me, it felt like this whole chapter was uh, not moving things forward in a way I expect in the final act of this story, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, but I, to engage. I mean, I think it's fair. I mean, I don't necessarily think that you were wrong right because um revenant at the end of the day may uh may we we don't really know like that's actually still a big thing is that like even if there was a leaker or if revenant found a way to hack it and just um hung out or like like happened to find out some other way right i um I, i guess like what i'm saying is that like it's not it's not your confusion is not fundamentally misplaced because what they're trying to do is figure out like what who the person was who explained what was happening and sort of filled Revenant in so that yeah. now that he can come after Lobar, right? But we're still leaving open the possibility that it was none of them, right? But who would have known or who's doing it, you know, um, that it's somebody outside or that, like you said, that like Revenant had a third-party way to hack crypto's unhackable drone and i think it also calls into play the fact that like mila um that we've heard from her we know that she's still alive and i feel like if there's one person that can hack into crypto's drone it's probably her right Mm -hmm. she knows how to get messages to him theoretically or she could because they're both signed um well basically hackers is the sort of thing right yeah um but anyway, and I'm, like, really, really speculating, uh, and I'm not saying that, like, I, I know I'm going all over the place here, but I'm just saying that, like, um, we don't really know. We have a lot of people pointing fingers at each other when none of them really know what's happening. Right. They don't know if they're being watched by somebody else or whatever. They think that one of them went to tell Revenant what's up, and the reality is that maybe someone else knew somehow. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he, here here's what it is for me, I think. There's a lot of threads left towards the end of the story. Mm-hmm. What are we building? Why does Hammond want it? What is Revenant going to do to Loba? And the one thread f- that got resolved last week was, how does Revenant know uh, what the team is doing behind his back? And I felt mm-hmm. satisfied with the resolution. And now we have un- undone it. And now we're continuing with that thread. Um, mm-hmm. But... The, the idea that it's Mila that's working with Revenant, that is interesting. And that ties mm-hmm. into other story things that are happening in the game. So if that's the direction it's going, I'm, I'm cool with that. That is interesting and something I want to learn more about. Though, there's only two more chapters. So what like mm-hmm. what's going to get wrapped up here? I'm starting to feel like maybe this like there isn't going to be a nice conclusion. We're not going to get answers to these questions because there's only, there's only two chapters left. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but takeaways from this uh, chapter, even though it kind of felt like a little bit of filler, uh, I think Wraith leaving with Watson is significant. That's a that's something we need to track for next week, um, because essentially they're all together except Loba left, and then Wraith and Watson left, and everybody else is mm-hmm. together, and then Revenant's coming. So that that's sort of where all the players are. Um, I also liked uh, Caustic's reasoning to accuse Crypto uh, in that uh, Crypto wants to take down the syndicate. That's something that we've known, but that's that could be his motive for partnering, partnering with Revenant and pooling the resources so that they can fight what's in a way the same enemy, right? The, the syndicate is the proprietors of the games and Hammond is a big contributor to, or a, f- a funder of the games. So mm-hmm. even though they're not the same organization, they they sort of represent the same thing. Yeah, kind um, of partnership or at, at least. Yeah, yeah. So I think that is an interesting point and maybe that can lead us to why Mila would be working with Revenant, but I haven't quite put that together yet, uh, if that is where it's going. I noticed some weird thing too that popped up um, very subtly. And I, I, I hadn't been able to stop thinking about it, but I just think it's really interesting. Within the, like the sort of lore, um, we know that Alexander Knox is, well, what happened is there was Alexander Knox, who was a scientist who was getting carried away with his gas, you know, extermination things and first would try it on like animals. And then it would like sort of decided he would go after humans. And there was this big sort of meltdown at like a factory and nobody got out alive um, that they know of, right? But they somehow have emerged with this Caustic character. And the lore, the legend, right, is that Caustic is Alexander Knox, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason that I found this book really interesting is that he has always denied that he's the same person. And they actually claim to have found, like... I can't remember, like maybe like severed fingers or something at the site of Caustic's um, or Alexander Knox's death, if I remember correctly. Um, But, and the reason this is so interesting to me is that in the thing, uh, Crypto refers to him as Allie, which is probably presumably short for Alexander. And at first I was like, who the hell is Allie talking about? (laughs) <laughs> um, so I think, or who is he talking about? Who is Ali? And I, I think 
that this either confirms that because he responded that he either is Alexander Knox or that he has um, that crypto believes he's Alexander Knox, even if he's in denial about it, even if he's not. Mm. Right. So I know that seems like and it a seems really, like really crypto would know. Yes. And the other thing I would say, too, is that um, it gets a little complicated, but it's my understanding, if I got it correctly, that crypto's um, mother I'm sorry. It hasn't been confirmed. But the theory is that Crypto's mother owned an orphanage. And I think that this was just a lore piece that pointed out that that's what his backstory was. Um, did I say Crypto? I meant, uh, I meant Nox's, right? Or the character we... or Sorry. Caustic? The character, yeah. Caustic. There you go. Muscle relaxer. I'm <laughs> All right. mother is, is, runs an orphanage. Mm-hmm. And interestingly... Um, you know, we know that we have Crypto and Mila's adopted sister. I don't really remember whether Crypto was adopted, but we know that Mila is. But it's all of this indicates to me that these folks have known each other for some amount of time. And mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's true or not, but I find that like a very, very interesting piece, especially if they're sitting here accusing each other in this sort of like forum. Like how much mm-hmm. do they know or what do they know about each other? Definitely. So I know that it took a long way to get to that story, but like just really paying attention to those details. I'm so excited to see what comes out of it. Right. And didn't Revenant also say peace to Cossack? Like, I know you're innocent or something along those yes, lines. Right. It makes me think that maybe he maybe he is this Knox guy. Um, but Knox was blamed for the the murder of all the people in the factory. Like it was right, right, but it was an accident. So he went into exile, kind of reformulated and just like took the guilt while trying to work on his innocence, this or that. I don't know. There's a lot of cool ways they can go with Caustic, long story short, but uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And the other thing, oh, oh, and the other thing I just want to add too is that like we know that Loba grew up without parents and presumably, I think in her intro thing, it says that she was raised in sort of um, the, the, the shelters or something like that. I forget how they say it. The system is what she calls it. Mm-hmm. So it's entirely possible that they have backstory too. Like, you know, because... If she ran this orphanage, that she crossed paths with Loba across some at mm. some point, and that they crawled crawled cross paths. Anyway, I'm just yeah. like sort of like bringing this up to just sort of talk about how these people's backstories kind of combine, and we also sort of know that like um, Watson's father was a scientist who worked alongside Alexander Knox, right? But yet, Crypto and I'm sorry, uh, yeah. So Watson and um, Caustic are friendly, but then like also Watson's was friendly with Christo- crypto, but now she doesn't know who to trust. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's that's so fascinating. We we have theorized before about the way that the characters might be connected from their paths, and it also begs the question if there's something other than a, a Deus Ex Machina that's pushing them together. You know, mm. if there's some force in the world that has driven them all uh, to the games besides their individual motives. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is cool. That would, that would be interesting. Um, there was one other piece from the story that I thought was relevant and it was, um, when Pathfinder comes back and explains that the piece of the artifact we got this week was for voice. And that's mm-hmm. probably maybe seems obvious because we're building some sort of a robot or it kind of seems like a throwaway, but it, I think that it it lends more credibility to the fact that what we're building is a character and not just 
a MacGuffin, not just some sort of humanoid thing. Like whether this is a playable character or not, like we still are hoping it's immortal, but this is a like, like explaining that this character will have a voice means that they are a character that will play a part in the story. I think that's significant. Yeah. And and we've already described them as having eyes and it looks like a face that's being put together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it turns out it's like not a face at all. It's like, they just turn it upside down. It's like a, it's like a candy machine or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's a popcorn bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so I am excited to meet that character. I think it's really cool that we're building someone. Um that's probably probably the coolest thing about this season to me. Um but I as as many things as I like complain about every week just cuz we have a show and I have to talk for an hour, like I am still impressed by all the pieces. I wish they fit together a little better, but there's mm-hmm. there's so much going on in this battle royale it's uh it's really impressive i'm digging yeah i agree and to me as far as something to build this is like best possible outcome especially with playable character yeah yeah like that's like i can't think of a cooler thing that it ended up being um we have a couple leaks to talk about um and it's sort of the first time we've had character leaks since we started the podcast so we haven't really trudged into this territory before i think we talked about some minor leaks but it was like bunker stuff before yeah um so every season every month (laughs) there are character leaks in this game and it started (laughs) way back in the beginning and it was it's always been data mining files because of the way that they build the game they add things in patches people find those things and they give hints about what's going to come and that has what that started out early in the game's life as spoiling like huge things that were going to happen. But from last season with forge, they found a way to completely subvert and use data mining against us. Mm -hmm. So, uh, at this point, assume nothing and no data mine means anything. I think that's, I think they successfully, uh, put the kibosh on, on data mining and leaks as an authority. Yeah. It was a, it was like a five head chess move they played. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we cannot trust leaks at all. However, we still should talk about what they could potentially mean. Uh, mm-hmm. With the lost treasures event, there were two separate files, I guess that were discovered. One uh, has a character named Nova listed as a pilot, just like every other character in the files is like their name underscore pilot. We have Nova, which is a name we have definitely heard before in earlier leaks. I think when we had that huge data mine where it was like 12 characters, um, a bunch of those obviously got scrapped or aren't going to happen or, or had their names changed or whatever. But now it seems like maybe Nova is still in the game, whoever Nova is. Any thoughts on on Nova? I'm just waiting until they go on national television to introduce this to, to Nova, and um, then a mysterious mercenary comes out of nowhere and slashes her across just the neck. What if they the just did that every season? <laughs> 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 just I, the same set. <laughs> I I love the idea of doing another teaser with the same television host, 
talking about how like tomorrow night at 8 p.m. we're interviewing the newest legend and she's super nervous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't believe they're making me do this. This seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> the like new legends, like some really shy, like, skin, like, <laughs> like sickly person. <laughs> um, could Nova be Crypto's sister? Oh, I was I like thought? that. That was the first time that we'd that... see siblings in the games. And narratively, I guess it makes the most sense. She's the most relevant kind of non-playable character. Yeah. And they she would have re- to have they a They could have name. renamed Immortal, though. Ooh. Mm-hmm. They heard the podcast. And they shifted gears. They just named it Nova. And now we found that out. So it's probably going to change again. Yeah. Well, well, we also, if it is Crypto's sister, but we're building this new electronic character, but... Um, Crypto's sister just told us she's alive, although we understand that alive means something kind of different in this world they've created yes. because the idea of the simula- simulacrum. I don't really know if, like, in the canon that's considered alive or not. Or maybe they don't even know, you know? Mm-hmm. But it would be, if, like, you know, she still has a conscience, but they've decided to import it into a the body of the thing mm-hmm. they're creating. Well, yeah. so the first time we heard her in the Lost Treasures uh event was through hack we just heard her voice mm-hmm. um and by the way that means she could hack hack so that might just be our confirmation right there that she is the one that's working with revenant mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh the second time we see her is just a still image of her not of like a robot body or any like just a girl in the in the bunker this week so that seems to indicate to me that she is still alive in the traditional sense Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Um, I forgot them. Yeah. And then Nova, I have seen art. We've used art on the site of like a mm-hmm. girl blowing bubblegum. I don't know where that mm-hmm. art came from. Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. But um, I saw that and I was like, oh, I haven't seen that before. You know what would be cool though if they introduced uh two legends at the same time? Because they've set a precedent for one, so it would be shocking. It'd be pleasantly shocking. Yeah. Uh, it would allowed to explain a lot of things instead of having to consolidate it all into one entity or whatever. So that would be really cool, but that's me expecting, of course. And I should add, too, that, like, it would be really, really weird for this game to introduce a new character, I think, anyway, that we don't know anything about, right? Um, Because every time they've kind of teased that there was a new character going to be in the game, and we started seeing that, like, halfway through this previous season... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, didn't Octane just come out of nowhere? Like, there was no story he, lead up to Octane. He was the only one, and I think if I remember correctly, that was the season one launch. Yeah, he, he did have jump pads on the map come before yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 and we'll get something in the last couple of weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. That's you know, we we still have six more weeks of the season. Uh, yeah, I think we still have six more weeks of the season. So yeah. Um. Nova is short for Nova Scotians. It's a really polite Canadian. It says sorry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a map in Nova Scotia. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, do wonder, like, I, I do want to reflect on that, right? Because Watson was season two, and I don't think that they, I think their reveals are more traditional in the sense that they had like a teaser trailer for this new character and they revealed her on a dev stream or something. And they had like some event where they showed you the gameplay. And then I think that might have been where we they've been like, 
okay, how can we pepper this into the war? Mm -hmm. Because that's how we got crypto in season three. They started showing this. We got Revenant because we had done the Halloween event. We had met him before, right? Um, Then we got Loba because we saw her the Revenant trailer. Yeah. And we also saw the clues around the map. So that's what we need to be on the lookout for. The clues to what this person, because even with Loba, there was like a, uh, like the sort of, um, everything was stolen out of the loot, uh, out of the vault. Um, as like an Easter egg that like Loba had been there, right? Yeah. Well, and now then, now it's all crypto themes, so that's why my mind is going towards mm-hmm. that Nova is actually his sister, mm-hmm. uh, or potentially what we're building will become her, and that and that the artifact and crypto sister and the new character are all the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or next season we build his left arm. And the season after that, we build his right arm. (laughs) 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 And we build this character over the next 10 seasons. Forge. (laughs) So imagine a whole big other Forge troll, like we're rebuilding Forge, like, (laughs) and then it's just like just for him to get canned again. (laughs) The the last piece is like hair. (laughs) It's just his hair on this robot head. I can't wait to read your Forge fanfic. Um, it's, already, uh, it's already on the interwebs. You have to dig. <laughs> so the other data mind uh, character we have is somebody we have heard a bit about in the past is uh, Rampart. And this time, uh, did Whitney freeze? Oh, she's uh, okay. Um So this time we have more of a kit or what looks like a kit. Now we have... We have gotten new legend kits before, and they're like 15 things. You're like, how does this legend do all these things? Yeah. And half of them aren't real. <laughs> um, so, But this yeah. time it looks like this character Rampart either has a big shield or can put down bunkers, maybe can put down turrets. Is some sort of like dug-in defensive character. Um, that's, mm. that's sort of what the new data mines are suggesting. Uh, what do we think about that kind of character in the game? I mean, I think it's cool. I think Reapspawn has done a very good job of making their their legends not feel like a dynamic that's been played out before in every single game that's come before it. I mean, I know that, like, there's a lot of grapple characters in games, so, like, there's not that much that you can do to separate, like, a Pathfinder-type character. Um, but I do feel like it's really almost a trope to have, like, a sort of shield bunker character in, like, every game that I can think of. Call of Duty, um... What's the other ones? Uh, uh, what's what am I blanking on? I'm, the Call of Duty's coming right. Rainbow Six, mm. and so I feel like if this is the reality of this character, I have a feeling it's going to be done in a really creative way. Uh, and I don't know what that's going to be, but I don't think it's going to be your standard like just like every other character um, that we've ever seen that you just like have a thing and you just throw it into the ground, right? I think there's going to be some cool mechanic or something if that's what this ends up being. So we have seen uh, tactical abilities that affect uh, like healing and shields and other things, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. when you, when you get in the, in Gibraltar's dome, you can heal faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if he, if Rampart can drop a mobile bunker that when you're near it or using it, there's some other passive benefit you get. Maybe it's something yeah. grenade something to do well, with grenades or it's already leaked in that it's a damage you have 
anybody near it. Well, I mean, yeah, we, data right? yeah. <laughs> But that's that's exactly right, according to what we've seen, so so to speak, which is that teammates standing nearby his like cover that he placed, and then apparently can mount the machine. Uh, you cut out through most of what you just said, actually. Oh, whoops, my bad. I think I've drifted away from the mic. Um, essentially, what I've, uh, at least I've read, read is that teammates who stand by his uh, a mobile bunker get damage boost. So mm-hmm. uh, that's exactly right, at least according to one leak. Right. How much damage boosts? Like, that sounds terrifying. Like, even at 10%, <laughs> you're doing so much more damage you know yeah and it synergizes it definitely synergizes well with some other characters certainly with watson Mm -hmm. um even you know gibraltar if you can put the bubble nearby it and then just poke out and get that damage boost um yeah that seems that seems really strong and that seems like what will lead to a lot more turtling strategies Um, yeah it's so hard to say before we see it because I had the same fear. Like I had the same fear with Watson. I'd even call it a fear. Like can't be turtley teams, but I'm wondering if he, if they spent time making it so that you know he, it's versatile and it's not overpowered, and that you can't break whatever the position. Mm-hmm. Uh, like because I think Watson again is a perfect defensive character with design that allows her to be incredibly useful and yet not game ending or whatever right Uh, you could still break positions with watson in a lot of ways so i'm just hoping that like watson it's balanced well because otherwise i'd love another watson-esque character um for for defensive related play and terror like sectioning off territory i I think is really cool yeah battle royale if uh if it does end up being rampart we have gotten no indication of any kind of character like that nothing has been leading in that direction uh, which is fine. That's how plenty of games... I mean, that's how Overwatch typically has done it, is just, here's a new character. They don't relate to anything. Um, <laughs> which, you know... But I'm still I'm still hoping that... My, my highest hope is that we're building the next character, that that's what the artifact is. That's my, like, number one. And then mm-hmm. I get... My number two would be, because since this event started last week, Crypto Sister is back in the story, so I hope that it's that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with you. I think the stronger it, it ties into everything we're doing, the cooler it is. Yeah. And then if it's just like, here's Rampart and he's got shields, like hopefully he's a good character, but it kind of will slow down my enthusiasm for the narrative stuff for sure. Yeah. Me too. I... Yeah. Cause then it's like, Oh, what, what, to what end is this narrative stuff? You know, it's like some cool lore, you know, this is cool. Cause it's like, it's almost like a tangible thing the end of the road right it's like the, would, the build up makes sense but i would say that like uh jason mccord i think it's jason mccord he's like the i don't know direct game director or something i'm not entirely sure what his title is um but he has gone on the record to say like story and battle royale is kind of our specialty so it would be very very disappointing if they gave us a character with no clues right um and i don't think that that would be like what I would expect if like every single respawn writer quit and they just didn't have anything, any ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think, I think that something's coming in 
in really cool and interesting ways. And I like this sort of Mila theory too, because um, I do think that that's seeding a character, mm -hmm. right? So they've got to bring that story into full circle somehow. And maybe she's always going to be ancillary, but I would love it if she were an in-game character. I mean, they're both kind of hiding from the, 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 the um, law or whatever. And Crypto's managed yeah. to rebuild his identity. So why she can't she? It's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, okay, so we only have until the end of this week, uh, reset on Tuesday to finish the Lost Treasures event and buy your packs if you're going to do that. Um, you can get 1,000 XP a day. I think I need like 500 more to finish. Um, but yeah, so even if you haven't started yet, you can you can finish it if you play every day right now. Um, beyond that, we'll have our penultimate hunt next week. Uh leading up to the finale the week after that. Um, when the hunt ends at, or I'm sorry, when the Lost Treasures event ends at reset, we will find, I believe, we will find that the mobile respawn beacons are added into the regular game. So mm. that will be a really exciting change next week uh, to see what that does. And we'll also have another bunker open and another piece of the Mila story next week. So mm. um, a lot of cool stuff to talk about next week. Um, that's, that's pretty much all I had, uh, this time you guys look good with that. Anything else to add? I think that covers it. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, okay. Let's get your plugs, Whitney. All right. You can find me on Twitch. I'm Lumbago on Twitter. You can find me there too. And, uh, thank you so much for talking to us today. Are you going to play Civ on stream? I will. I will. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing, but now my excuse is that I'm just like in the zone, but I promise you I will before <laughs> the end of the week, probably. P-H-I-N Finn TTV <laughs> on Twitch. Catch me streaming StarCraft, Apex, and getting cyber bullied by my chat. <laughs> Are you going to play Civ on stream? <laughs> <laughs> uh... That's probably going to be a no for me. I honestly, mm -hmm. I should though. I should. <laughs> Never too late to start, Siv. Um, we at the Gamer have a special one-off podcast. It's already out. It's available on YouTube. If you have uh, this podcast on your feed, you'll see it on your feed as well. We did a Last of Us 2 spoiler cast with Sam and Bella. Uh, and it was super fun. So if you've played that game or you just want to be spoiled, check that out because we had a really fun conversation about it. Um, other than that, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.